0: Welcome to Remote Learning Now, a new podcast dedicated to all of you great teachers and school leaders that are now working with remote learning or who are preparing for a remote learning situation. We are a small international team of educators, leaders, and tech consultants, and our mission is to create small bite-sized podcasts that can inspire you on your remote learning journey now. In today's episode, you will hear about the current status of remote learning in Abu Dhabi and in Denmark and hear from two of our team members. My co-host today is Philippa Reitmel from Abu Dhabi. Philippa is a reward-winning female leader and an important voice in the edtech space right now, a truly inspiring school leader with a lot of vision and a really, really good friend of mine. But now, Philippa will introduce herself. The mic is open now, Philippa. Welcome.
1: Hi, this is Philippa Reithma. I am a teacher in Abu Dhabi in the United Arab Emirates. I'm the head of digital education and innovation at the Cranley School on Sadia Island in the capital here in Abu Dhabi. And I have been teaching for just over 11 years in England and in the United Arab Emirates, where I've been for the last four years now. Um, I have been teaching and been delivering digital education and been in charge of training and teaching other teachers how to use digital pedagogy in their lessons for the last three years. Um, and my new role is is all about embedding technology into the curriculum across the school. And so the current situation is very interesting.
0: Yeah, you have been quite busy uh... The last couple of months, both jumping into a new role and then now managing this uh, remote learning situation.
1: Absolutely. It's been definitely um, a very interesting time in my career, uh, something that I guess, I well, no one could ever have expected. But um, I think, I'm hoping there'll be lots of positive situations from this, but also it will be uh, really interesting to help some people and, and be able to share in experiences and guide people through um, hopefully being able to make this very challenging experience in in our educational time uh, turn into something that will be positive.
0: Yeah, and um, maybe I should introduce myself as well. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I'm Jacob uh, Hansen and I have been in education for a little bit more than 10 years now. Uh, mainly working in in Denmark and I have worked more with young adults uh, or high school education, both uh, in the classroom and worked a lot with challenge-based learning, but also some uh, distant learning or um, uh, remote learning. And the last couple of years I have worked more uh, as an independent consultant in the edtech space, uh, especially with schools that have uh, implemented Apple technology, and I'm working with that and worked around the everyone can create and everyone can code uh, programs. Um, so that's a little bit of my background and I am have a background actually in, in design uh, and then slipped into education and have the subjects like uh, design, entrepreneurship, uh, coding for people of around 16 till end of their 20s. Yeah.
1: And Philippa, can we have you? Quite a similar background in there,
0: don't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we both uh, share this uh, background with uh, design uh, passion for that.
1: Yeah, I think um, in some ways it it makes. I I feel like it gives us quite a good outline as well of, of other areas of the curriculum, which is one way, one reason why I find what I do quite interesting and and a bit easier to be able to help other teachers because. I think in design, you do have to think on a multi-level um, about those different disciplines. So I think it, it hopefully will will help yeah. and, and prosper.
0: <laughs> uh, and I also like that in the design that you really have to think about the end user and it's mm-hmm. not a good design if it's not good for the end user. So I think that being exactly. very user-oriented. <laughs> but uh, Philippa, could you, um, could you tell us a little about uh, the current situation in uh, Abu Dhabi right now, because I know you have been uh, working with remote learning for a couple of weeks.
1: That's right. Yeah. So it was about a week and a half ago, well, two weeks almost now ago where um, on a Friday morning I was sat writing a remote learning document um, for a a meeting that was being held the next day on Saturday uh, where the senior leadership team um, met and we were discussing how remote learning would possibly look um, if there were to be. And there was lots of ifs. Everyone kept saying if a lot. Mm -hmm. And uh, by the Wednesday of the next week, not only had we submitted a remote learning plan to ADEC, who are our governing body, so a bit like Ofsted in the UK and things like that, and we have somebody called KHDA in Dubai, um, where we'd been told that we would be beginning as th- that Thursday, everybody and every school in the United Arab Emirates would be closing for spring break initially, um, during which time teachers would have two weeks to prepare Um another two weeks' worth of remote learning, which would mean that all schools were closed for four weeks, Uh, the first two being the holidays, the second two being remote learning time where we would be delivering online content um, across the whole curriculum from ages three through to 18. Um, It all happened very quickly. Um, Lots of different information coming out in in kind of bits and bobs. Um, Teachers currently here are not allowed to, or advised strongly against travelling, and... Uh, we we've basically been told to kind of uh, just as as much as possible stay clear of large crowds. Uh, any uh, gatherings around 300 have been cancelled. Um, and the initial point of being told to plan for the event of closure, uh, we were actually told that anything that would be out of the ordinary would be cancelled, so we had planned Mm. to do a wellness, it was Mindful March, so we were going to have every uh, student in the school doing yoga um, for half an hour throughout that Sunday, Um, that immediately got cancelled, parents' evening got cancelled, anything where we were inviting people into school all automatically got taken off the calendar, Um, so all of those kind of events, and then it went very quickly into, okay, actually on Thursday we will be closed, um, where... Yeah, it's been it's been really interesting. We've had some really great parental support, um, and long may that continue. But it, it's been really interesting to be able to look at that and how how we deliver curriculum to really young children, um, and then also the older children. And I think there's a real difference in the way that's going to happen. So it's really interesting, um, and obviously the situation in Denmark has changed, hasn't it? Now, so I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. I um, I think 24 hours ago I was. Pretty convinced that we would still have a week or two to prepare, and I was a little bit mm-hmm. frustrated working with some uh, school leaders here that everyone wasn't was uh, anticipating that there would be a lot of time for planning and let's take yeah. the meeting where, when the situation is there and so on. But then suddenly, uh, in the evening, late in the evening uh, yesterday, it got announced that uh, all schools, uh, and all educational. Uh, Institutions and kindergartens and uh, are closing down, uh, and and yeah. from today on, so uh, suddenly mm-hmm. f- going from a scenario where I thought that we, we had a couple of weeks to plan, or a, p- mm-hmm. a week to plan, and some school leaders say they thought we would have a month to plan, we suddenly yeah. are in this reality where today they are actually allowed to still uh, go to school. The kids were if their parents can't find. Uh, child care for, for for the kids but uh, everyone is encouraged yeah. to let them stay at home uh, yeah. and from next monday it will be uh, closed school.
1: Uh, it's interesting because um here as well one of the things that um a lot of us had concerns about i mean i i've got children and obviously my first thought was well what what is the expectation for teachers and and actually they've they have realised quite quickly, because initially they had said that teachers would still come in, mm. but they'd also said that their children were not allowed. Um, so obviously automatically the schools went, well, that can't really happen because most of our teachers have children, so yeah. what do we do with them? And how do we balance the teachers that we're telling have to come in with the others that, that can't? Um, so that was, that's been quite an interesting thing. And they've basically said that there are only certain times when, when we need to go in. Um, and then we'll have to remotely learn with them at home we'll have to be teaching them and, and also our classes so um, yeah it's, it's interesting I know some some teachers have been going in and out of school and I think they will when it is remote learning because they're allowed but on very minimal amounts of time.
0: Yeah and I think it would be very interesting for future episodes to dive into those different strategies mm-hmm. around the world uh, I have yeah. also been in contact with a lot of teachers from Hong Kong that where they also are teaching from their own apartments, most of them, and uh, where the teachers are not mm. going to school. And I think that actually they are opening up now, so that the uh, teachers are allowed to come to work if they want to, and so. But I can see. Yeah. I hope that we with the podcast can uh, share some of those experiences and how different strategies are used in in, in different countries yeah. around the world.
1: Yeah, and and what's positive and what's working, and and perhaps how to reach out to some of those people who are really struggling with finding a solution for some things, there may be someone somewhere else who, who was in the same situation but has found an, an outcome that's positive and, and can help others. That would be brilliant to be able to connect those people.
0: Yeah and I think it is, yeah, uh, definitely in some countries they are in the eighth or ninth week of, of school closures and uh, mm-hmm. I think we all, uh, others, We can learn so much from from those experiences and, and the knowledge they, they yeah. collected. And uh, should we introduce our third uh, team uh, member? So so in some of the uh, coming episodes, uh, we will uh, be joined by Abdul Johan, uh, And Abdul is a fantastic edtech consultant and, and, and school leader.
1: And I know Inspiring, you... Inspiring, aren't
0: Yeah. <laughs> he, he has spent quite a lot of time in uh, the Emirates, I think, in uh, the last couple of yeah. years.
1: Yeah I was lucky enough to meet Abdul at um, Reps in Dubai when I had been only a few months into my role there and within speaking to him for less than half an hour I totally got it and I just I, I really loved the opportunity that i had been given already and I, and I kind of knew what I what it was about but actually speaking to him he really was able to put digital technology and digital education into context. Yeah. And just, it, it, I, he was, yeah, very, very good. Really brilliant at, at the way that he breaks things down into a very logical, sensical th- way of, of approaching things. So He'll be a great person to have on our episodes to, to help guide others as well through this.
0: Uh, I think he's one of my absolute favorite persons to um, discuss uh, topics around leadership and especially educational leadership with. I think he has so, so much insight into that area, so that will be really he interesting really for future episodes yeah, to to get his uh, leadership yeah. approach to, to this uh, current yeah. situation. Definitely. I think we can look ahead to a lot of interesting uh, future episodes. I hope that uh, people will follow along, and I'm really looking forward to to share all those interesting uh, stories and, and all the things that we are learning and learning so many places in the world now, and and see how we can inspire each other.
1: Yeah, it's going to be brilliant, I think, um, and hopefully incredibly helpful to to a lot of people around the world. So it's going to be really great to be able to collaborate with with that many different countries and people, and and really help spread positive educational messages.
0: Yeah, and Philippa, if uh, people they want to uh, find you on uh, Twitter, what is your Twitter yeah, handle?
1: I- I'm at Mrs. Wraithmel, and Mrs. Wraithmel is with a W, so (laughs) W-R-A-I-T-H-M-E-L-L.
0: Yeah, and um, on Twitter, I'm Jacob Hansen, and it's J-A-K-O-B-E-S-B-E-N. And we will include uh, both Twitter handles uh, in the show notes as well.
1: Yeah, it's going to be really great, and hopefully get to hear lots of really great information from people around the world about this as well.
0: And this was already the first episode of Remote Learning Now. This podcast is all about sharing and helping each other. And if you want to help and have a story to share, or maybe a new perspective or angle for remote learning, please let us know, reach out to us, and share this episode, subscribe. I promise you there will be a lot of future episodes with different topics and perspectives that should be helpful for for you. And we will try to keep every uh, episode short and focused on one single topic so that it can fit into this current situation. And we will try to make as many short episodes as possible over the next weeks and months as long as we have this remote learning situation in the world and as long as we can help educators, and school leaders around the world to become better at navigating in this remote learning situation. So please share the episode. Please stay tuned. And um, see you very soon.